Hills Radio 88.9 FM and online at hillsradio.com.au. That's it. The sneaky handover from the list program has brought you into my domain. Welcome to the Simo Show, ladies and gentlemen. That's correct. It's Monday evening, 8 p.m. till 10 p.m. I am in charge of the airwaves, 88.9 FM, live in the studio. Now, I've got a couple of gentlemen sitting across from me who you're not familiar with, but I am. So let's hear a little bit from them. Mitchell, how you doing? Yeah, that, that intro was a little bit uh, ominous there. I'm not sure if I still want to be a part of the show. Ominous, like... Uh, Controlling the airwaves, yeah. like some sort of propaganda. Yeah, basically, Darth Vader's got nothing on me, mate. I <laughs> rule the galaxy far, far away. Now, across from me, we have a man who is, what, you're not quite the fastest man on the earth. And I try to be over over 1,500 metres. Over 1,500 metres. How about fastest man in Adelaide Hills? Is there a few out of the Adelaide Hills that are pretty handy? Uh, yeah, there's definitely some uh, Heathfield residents uh, oh, is I can it? think of. Yeah. Wait, give them a shout out then. Go on. Uh, it'd be uh, Mr. Andy Axford and Matt Axford, the two twins. All oh, right. They're pretty handy it's over 800, 1,500 metres. You've got to deal with twins out there, mate. That's no good. Yeah, um, bit of a, uh, they gang up on me a bit, I reckon. <laughs> yes, so we, we are on the show tonight talking to, uh, what, specialist? What what, what what would you like as your title, Reese Jones? Oh, just... Um, Elite uh, runner is what I went yeah. with. Um, you can call me that if you like. I want to Fast guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Speedy dude. Speedy man. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good stuff. Now, what I'd like to do is I like to open the show with a bit of a, an opening question. Okay, so this is where you got to put your thinking caps on. Have a little bit of a mull over. All right, now, fifteen hundred meters. How long is a relay? Um, relays, you. What do you like relays? Say? So relay runs. So say like the Jamaican sprinters. Yeah, so you're four by one hundred meters. Four by one hundred meters. Okay, <laughs> let's imagine that we're each going to do one of those. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> Bad news. Bad. I'm already down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mitchell's down. Doesn't fancy his chances. <laughs> so what you have to do is you have to think of uh, a some kind of celebrity, musician, someone in the public domain. Okay, either in the arts uh, community or in the sports community, whichever you want. Someone that inspires you, maybe. And you get to pick your three other runners. So it's Simo's team versus Reese's team versus Mitch's team. Reese, who are you going to go with for your 4x100 relay sprinters? Um, so this is from sports as well? <laughs> well, yeah. Basically, I'm thinking that Will Ferrell is going to open it for me. Uh, you reckon? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> basically, I think uh, I like the enthusiasm that he would bring to the to the first baton. All right, all right. So, who who would you go for, Reese? Uh, you got three I'd, members to choose from. I'd purely go for the for the speed here. So you'd have to go Usain Bolt. <laughs> He's gonna smash. <laughs> Nailed it. it. Yeah. He's already won. He, he can run off all, all the rest not of fair. the if he wants. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. And then you got you got two other spots to fill. Uh, Probably Tyson Gay. Um, now, who is he? He's the, uh, one of the American sprinters. Now, is there a height discrepancy? <laughs> like, is handing over the baton there a little bit difficult then? Because Bolt's yeah. huge. <laughs> He's giant. Yeah, well, he manages with the rest of his Jamaican team, so I'm, I'm sure they I'm sure <laughs> He sacrificed a little bit on the handover yeah. to start with Usain Bolt. He can crouch so cool. down, he'll be right. <laughs> yeah, and you've got one more, purely for pace. Um, Pick anyone you like. Pick anyone I like. That's it. Tom Cruise? Um, <laughs> why, don't, uh, why don't we go with Michael Sarah? Oh, hey. really? Yeah. What a man. Yeah, right. 
Yeah, he. All you'd need to do is kind of just uh, maybe pick a fight there at some point because he run pretty fast away from something like that. I imagine. Yeah, I feel. I feel like he's quite shy though. So maybe like block off like anybody in the stadium for your relay. Blinkers like horses. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Give, give yeah. Michael Sierra the blinkers, and then he gets the handoff from who? The the American. Yeah. Well. Because you you got to bring it home, right? You, you're on the yeah. last leg. Yeah, so I reckon if you just blindfold him until <laughs> he's about to be given the baton. <laughs> yeah, I go with that. So yeah. you're starting with Bolt, then you're going to the American. Yeah. Who I cannot remember his name. Tyson, Tyson Gay. Gay. Nice. Hey. And then to Michael Sierra, and then Sierra to Jones to finish it off. Yeah. All right, Mitchie, what you got? All right, well... I know, I know my first runner. I'm going to open up with uh, maybe a little bit something controversial. I'm going to say Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> okay. So I'm with I you. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm no, digging now it. Now I'm going to walk you through it. I feel like Oprah, okay, she, she, you know, she does the first leg. She might be a little bit slow, but what I'm counting on is that when she finishes her leg of the relay, she starts encouraging the other you know, oh, the runners. So I just assumed that it was kind of like, you know, that uh, movie <clears throat> 300 and there's the Syrian guy that's being carried around. Yeah. I just assumed that's how she'd run her first <laughs> first leg and then hand the baton down from the throne. I just feel like she didn't... You get a baton. <laughs> you get a baton. You exactly. get a baton. Exactly. She's so enthusiastic that yep. she'll drive the other runners to be faster. Okay, so number one. Number two, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> okay. Now, now this is feeling... This is sounding a little bit eclectic, but... Let me, let me walk it's you sounding through. Sounding ghetto. <laughs> I just love Snoop Dogg. Right? Okay, it's right. Just, I, no other reason. Okay, <laughs> okay. So you got Oprah Winfrey to Snoop Dogg. Yeah, Snoop Dogg. He's just chill, man. Okay, right? and then I mean, you've got a third one. Now the third one, I'm, I'm a little bit stuck on this one. So <laughs> a bit like a bit like Snoop Dogg. Once he picks up the baton, <laughs> he's like, "Damn, what do I do with this?" Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's just chill, man. It's all about the journey. It's not about winning. <laughs> it's I true think- enough. So uh, I think we're going to after that it off. you're going to go for the lead singer of Journey, right? <laughs> <laughs> No, I feel like I feel like after that I'm gonna go for uh, John Butler. Just okay. a big fan. You know, look, he's also. I mean, he's just as chill as Snoop Dogg. I feel like if he can play a guitar that quickly. Oh, boys, we're into it. Oh no! Like a jet. This is Will. Hey, this is Shin, and we're from Indiego, <laughs> and you're listening to the Simo Show. Yeah, eight to ten Monday nights on Hills FM, eighty-eight point nine. All right. right. That's it. Welcome back, listeners. The voice of the Adelaide Hills is in the studio of 88.9 FM. Mitch Driver sits across from me. How are you going? Uh, <laughs> just, what, do you, what do you want from me right now? Just re- <laughs> remind people that you are, in fact, there. I, I do exist. Yep. I'm a big fan of that. Big fan, big, yeah. big plays done by all. <laughs> Reese, you're feeling a little bit out, out of your comfort comfort zone over there. Yeah, it's um, well and truly out of my comfort zone right now. <laughs> but you've taken it like a fish to water. Or like sand shoes to a track. Now you've been. You're. Uh, have you always wanted to run? Is that just. Is that just something synonymous with Reese Jones? Um. Yeah. It was pretty much swimming. I was. Uh, I always got too cold when I was swimming, so I'd much prefer to that stay out of the water and uh, run around and I can actually uh, look at something that's not a black line. <laughs> Fair cool. And then so wait. When when did you kind of start that up? As uh, eight or nine. First to announce <coughs> the Hills Little Laths. Yeah, and right. um, basically took it from there. And that was at what age is what, basically what I'm trying to gauge. So little athletics is what? That's about eight, something like that? Yeah, I started at eight, but you can start at any age from sort of whenever you start walking. They've got the tiny tots out there and it goes oh, really? to under 17. So. Did, you, did you get to choose your own number or something like that? 
Uh, no, I got I got the number that was given to me. So. And who do you represent when you do that? Uh, well, back then I was representing Hills Little Arts. Okay, um, cool. Uh, now I represent Adelaide Harriers. Yeah, um, yeah. And what? How how did that come about? Um, the coach I had at Hills Little Arts, he told me to go and train with some faster guys in town. And they, they were the guys he sent me to and haven't looked back since. So it's purely it was purely like a levelling thing? Yeah, so um, sort of running away from everyone at Hills Little Arts when I was starting <laughs> to get to 14, 15 years old. Um, and he felt like training, getting me to train with the big guys down there would be uh, beneficial for me. And is there is there anything, is there any kind of story that mum or dad tells about, you know, Reese running that always kind of gets you going? You know, you think about, you know, they were like, oh, Reese was always going to be a runner because, you know, he was never home in time for dinner or anything like that. Um, no, pro- probably the main one that sort of sticks out is um, mum sort of reminds me, I think it was the second time I was uh, the little athlete, so I was still only eight or nine. Yeah. And I won the 800 metres out there against some... Uh, sort of 14, 15 year olds. Just absolutely blazed. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. So um, didn't know I could run then and haven't haven't really stopped since. Right. And that was that would have been track, obviously. Yeah. So um, <coughs> Heathfield's got their little 300 metre track there. So just over two and a half laps of that and um, felt like a long way back then. And now. <laughs> now you do it easy. Still yeah, does, actually. Sprint, so. <laughs> Still does for you. <laughs> and Mate, it's never too early to stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, uh, yeah, just never start. Is that what yeah, you're Yeah, just for? never started, really. Maybe, uh, and maybe after the show we'll do uh, a quick Gawler Street stretch. Don't do this. Just, just between shaking you. my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> just between you and Reese. That would be embarrassing. Now, it takes a lot of dedication, right? Yeah, so I train seven days a week, um, <clears throat> sometimes twice a day. Um, wow. Uh, sort of running anywhere between 80 to 120 kilometres a week. Um, about 80% of that's jogging yep. and 20%'s at probably race pace or a bit quicker. And uh, what about like foods and things like that? Do you have to be reasonably picky in regards um, to that? I'm not picky with food. I, I never have been. But I like in regards of, to getting the best out of yourself yeah. for the running side of things, say before a comp or before, you know, the, the thing you know an event yeah you obviously probably so eat different to I, training i do have a a sort of um routine for race days with what i eat during the day um but leading up to it i sort of just make sure i eat enough food <laughs> it's just purely <laughs> just making sure you yeah. have enough it's got to be enough of good food as well um <laughs> i do like to treat myself so. oh yeah Wait, what? So, wait, what? What, what constitutes treating yourself? Uh, if you're an elite runner, ice cream, <coughs> chocolate, um, custard. So, anyone can be an elite runner. Is that what you're just trying to say there? If you if you put in the hard work around eating your food, then you might. <laughs> All right, more dieting tips from Reese Jones after this. Simo Show Monday nights, eight till ten p.m. That's it. Welcome back into the. You mean come on, introduce the people back, Mitchell. Jump, oh jump well, w- welcome back to the Simo Show. I think that's what it's called. Uh, we're here correct. with Reese Jones and 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 Simo, I guess. Fasty McFast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Speed, speedy man is, <laughs> I think, his name. I think Speedy Man. Works. Yeah, yeah. You like yeah, it? There we go. And uh, the Speedy Man, he was. <laughs> you were basically born and bred and created up on the uh, the hills of well, Adelaide Hills, as it were. <coughs> I was going to say the crests or the mountainous <laughs> ranges of Adelaide Hills, but it's really just a couple of yeah, couple of high points. They're quite sloping. I don't think. They're, <laughs> yeah, they're, 
<laughs> so you did. Um, you grew up here. Bit of lo- a couple of local schools, local job, even. Yep. Um, sort of. Uh, I went to primary school at St Michael's uh, High School, Cornerstone. Great, um, great place. Yeah. Oh. Um, what was that? Twelve years with you there, Simon. That was. I am. I. I apologise. Yeah, sounds awful. <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry for, you know, you probably would have been faster if you hadn't met me, slowing you down. Um, yeah, and um, first job, Handoff Inn, yep. and then worked at Wallace uh, That's Cinemas it. here in Mount Shout Parker out to Hills Radio sponsor. For six Wallace, years I was well ushering done. there. Uh, now work for Sportitude down in town. Beautiful, and that kind of coincides with the the running interest that you have? Yeah, so they're, they're very good to me down there. I can get time off when I need to go to races interstate. Um, and always very supportive of training and um, and working through that. And so in regards to training and events, do you have – because you do track and you do, do cross-country? Yeah, cross-country and roads um, through winter. So City Bay was my last road race for, for the year. So wait, why the, se- <coughs> why the seasonal difference? So um, basically summer you're generally running quicker on track. It's just basically how it's – how it's always been done. That makes sense. Um, uh, so um, uh, now I get to start running around the track. The track because it dries work. out, obviously, and, you know, as opposed to just the roads there all the time, whether the track can be slippery. Is that a um, thing? No, not necessarily. I think um, in winter you do your longer races when it's uh, traditionally not as hot, I suppose. Yeah, um, and so the the track side of things you recently had, well, not recently, but going back a little way, you had a 3,000-metre win, is that correct? Um, in SA, specifically? Yeah, so I won the, the state titles here in um, February, I think it was. Um, 3,000 metres, how do you think you'd go, Mitchell? I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> End of story, I think I'd get to. He'd catch the bus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Drive me car, take a bike. It's like, there's public transport, man. Yeah, exactly. We, we invented cars for a reason, I think. <laughs> Cover long distances, perhaps. And uh, so you, you, you completed a, a win there between, like, how big was the field? Um, yeah, I think there was about 20, 20 men in the, in the A race there. So... Um, and you uh, were how many represented? What was it? Adelaide <coughs> Harriers. Yeah, Club, so Adelaide right? Harriers. Um, I think there was three of us in that race. Yep. Um, I think um, Adrian, who's my training partner, he finished um, uh, about fifth. Now, is it purely individual, or is there is there like a bit of a team thing that happens in a race like that? Um, it's on track. I think it's a lot more individual. Uh, on road, you can sort of. Um, when the races are a bit longer, you sort of have to work together a bit, um, which uh, which so how do you, partners do work together. So how do you work? How how does that even work? Because like like, if, like if, in if, cycling, where one person goes up the front and they break the wind, is that that <laughs> is that's <laughs> yeah. hey, I know all about. I was sports. surprised you knew that. Yes, so, yes. So was he? He was very surprised. He's like, is that a look of awe just yeah. dawned on my face? <laughs> yeah, too bad. Too bad. This isn't a visual just medium. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just like the light bulb went. And he's like, I know this one. <laughs> I've got it. So that's this. So, so it's a similar thing. So there's like a tandem type. Yeah, situation. So basically, you share the lead. If it's um, uh, basically helps some. Um, uh, if you're sitting behind someone, you're not having to work as hard. Okay. Then in the last five minutes, does it sort of break into like a bloodbath <laughs> yes, between your yeah, teammates? that's exactly right. Yeah, all bets oh, are off. I'm, yeah. i got a win right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so obviously those little minute differences do make it like can make quite a difference. Yeah. So um, uh, <clears throat> basically uh, I think um, 
I don't know. It's pr- like from your experience, as, um, it's not as big a difference as it is between running and cycling. The amount that you get from um, from sitting behind someone, but um, it's probably around the ten percent mark, I suppose. Yeah, right. And so, city to bay, that probably there's so many competitors. Obviously, that doesn't really come into play. Um, or it does more. It it does probably more because yeah, there's always a headwind going down Anzac Highway. Um, so you're always trying to sit in behind someone and do as little of the work as possible. <laughs> and how did you go with that? Not very well this year. I did a lot of the work myself. Oh, did you yeah. really? So how many from Harriers? Uh, there was probably 20, 30 of us, if not more, in the in the actual race. Wow. And how many, well, everyone finished pretty strongly? Yeah, so I reckon, obviously, I reckon the large majority of us would have been in the top 100. Wow. And that's, is that unprecedented for your group or is that generally the standard that that's, you like to keep? I think Adelaide Harry's got a pretty good standard for your 10, 12K uh, road races. Yeah, right. Um, we're, we're a distance club, so we'd like to like to think we're always going to be up there. Alrighty. Well, here you get to hear a little bit about how quick Reese managed to cover 12 kilometres uh, just after this track. This is Mary Angley. You're listening to The Simo Show on 88.9 FM. Thanks, Mary. Welcome back into the studio, the live studio. All right, stop scaring me, please. <laughs> wait, do you think people like are sitting at home and just, wait, are fearful of the radio? Yeah, def- when they- I, yeah I think they turn that on, they hear that, and I think they turn it straight back off. <laughs> In the darkness. Yeah. They think I'm just talking to them as they fall asleep. Uh- uh, yeah, that's even weirder. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I am Simon of the Simo Show. Sitting across from me is Mitch. Hey. And uh, we have elite runner to be side, fasty, fasty man, <laughs> who I grew up with, Reese Jones. Hello, everyone. Beautiful. <laughs> now, you've recently competed in the City to Bay. Now, in, let's say, what what is the word that comes to your mind about City to Bay? Uh Say anything. Anything comes to your mind. Horribly tough. Horribly tough. Now, was that weather conditions? What was that? Uh, weather conditions, 12K on road is is hard work. Um, the amount of competitors? The, the start's always a bit rough going up King William. Your, your heart rate jumps from being relaxed to going through the roof. So, <laughs> All right. And so who who smashed that in regards to getting the lead or, like, finishing top? Uh, the winner was Brett Robinson. He's from Victoria. Um, recently went to Rio for 5,000 metres where he made the final there. Wow. And so what let, What time what, what time did he manage to get? He, it was a bit of a slower year for the elites because yep. of the headwind. So wait, um, are you in that bracket yet or not quite? I'm not quite up there with those You're guys. You're on the fringe. Yeah. <coughs> uh, Getting close. Getting close. I mean, yeah, I mean, 12th is no slouch, but you want to get to that stage? Yeah. Um, again, 12K is a long, long way for me. Okay. Um, so 1,500 metres on tracks usually my better distance. Okay. But, um, yeah, I think he won it in just under 36 minutes this year. Yeah, right. It was year before it was won in just under 34. Okay. So it does vary in regards to weather. Uh, yeah, uh, Weather has a big influence on yeah. uh, on city to bay. How much do you feel like the wind when you're running? Like if you're running, you know, say for thirty minutes, do you start to feel it like ten minutes, five minutes, or like straight away? Yeah, if you're running into a headwind, you feel it straight away. Yeah, you just feel yourself tiring like that much quicker. Yeah, yeah, uh, you're running slower and you're working a lot harder to do it. What What would be like a time if you were running, you know, in it like a no wind or like against a headwind? What would be like a time difference um, that you would I think expect? this year was probably about a minute difference. Um, okay. So 
I think it's about six seconds per K, I reckon, that slowed us down this year. Um, and that's uh, all down to weather? That was all down to weather this year, wow. yeah. Well, well um, how does the weather conditions, does that affect your your kind of travel, does it, Mitch? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Um, on the bus or whether you're going to drive? Well, you know, I think uh, there seems to be a routine every time I get in my car, it starts to rain. Yeah. Uh, love that, love that. Big fan of the rain. Well, um, we'll see if we can get these guys to sponsor you. <laughs> That's it. Welcome back into the live studio, just in case you've just tuned in in, in the car or on a lofty coach because of the weather. <laughs> yep. Now, Reese, you're you finished. <clears throat> I'm, I'm told third in South Australia. Would yes, that be that's correct? Correct. Yep. And what? So the the other two were they in the elite bracket or they're um, similar? The other two, the I twins, think, um, not the twins. No, well, not the twins. <laughs> good. Um, <laughs> the first one was Jacob Cox. He was about twenty seconds ahead of me, I think. Um, he took the gamble at the start and went with the front guys and it paid off. Um, the second place was Adrian Potter, who's my training partner. Um, he was about four seconds in front of me. Um, we sort of ran together all the way down Anzac Highway and he just got the better of me in the down Jetty Road. What, is that, that, is that towards the end? Yes, yeah, okay. Jetty Road's the finish there. And so what was your time, 12Ks? I, I think it was 37.56. Okay. So it was about two minutes behind the leaders. Yep. And what is is there anything that you uh, like? Is it a favourite event of yours? Like the spectacle of it, maybe? Yeah. Or? The atmosphere is you get halfway and you you go past all the six k runners. Um, you sort of get cheers from them for about a kilometre or two. You also get a feeling of superiority. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you yeah, go past. It. Yeah. Filthy six k runners. Yeah. <laughs> so what? Because of this, the six k runners, they're obvious. Like that's more of the uh, like the. No, they're raising money for charity, right? Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what's the entire event is purely, it's based around the idea of that. What's, what are they fundraising for? Do you, do you I'm remember? I'm not 100% we'll sure. We'll get that for you after head, the break. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously there's a bit of a spectacle to it. You get a lot of, was there people viewing that weren't even part of the thing? Yeah, so all the way down Anzac Highway, there's people um, sitting on uh, their deck chairs out the front of their house watching the race. You get to um, the start of Anzac Highway and there's some nice cheerleaders there. Oh, really? Beautiful. <laughs> and so that kind of spurred you on? Like, do, can you tell if you if you if you got a little bit more pace around that, that moment of the yeah, race? That, that little moment there <laughs> might have put the, put the foot down a bit. <laughs> Fair cool. And so travel-wise, <clears throat> say for other events, is there anything that kind of compares to City to Bay in regards to spectacle or the amount of people that you've um, had to – that well, that, not that you've had to, but yeah. that you've – performed in yeah so i've gone and um done gold coast 10k um uh once before that was uh i've been up there three times but only raced it once okay um so what, you've been up there for uh, like to support some people yeah, or? two times i've been injured uh, okay. after i paid for flights oh um, so i've uh, gone up there for a holiday and watched the race but the one time i did race it was um there was people the entire way uh, along the course now, injuries, that's something you've had to deal with? Yeah, so I've had a couple of stress fractures. Um, uh, la- the last sort of three, four years I've um, had troubles with my calf muscles. Okay. Um, but, like, say, do you then have to be even more careful in regards to what you're doing, your training, or having training completely off? Or what? what how does it work? Do you ease yourself back into training or you do some kind of specific stuff that's okay to do depending on the injury? Um, yeah, um, I sort of build myself up to it each time I've had a little setback. Yep. Um, Pilates is something I've started doing the last 12 months, which has really helped. Okay. 
why did you decide to do that? Was that something your training partner kind of suggested um, or your coach? I or? was told by the physio my my back and hamstrings were, were no good, so... Well, not as good as they could be. I bet you they're better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> Most certainly better than mine. <laughs> so, yeah, you kind of you went and undertook that. How was that experience, like, the first time? Uh, I was absolutely petrified going in there. <laughs> really? Um, I was the only guy in there and everyone else was sort of 40, 50-year-old females. <laughs> you just got to own it, dude. You just got to own it. <laughs> and... Uh, well, I guess that means you can really concentrate on, on getting yeah. your, re- your rehab done, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's exactly right. And they all wish you well? <coughs> yeah, they're nice ladies. Probably, probably big fans of uh, David Bowie? Huge fans. <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon? Be about the right age group? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, David Bowie. Right. Hi, this is Buddy. You're listening to Simo Show from 8 till 10pm, 88.9 FM. This is Hills Radio. <laughs> that's, our, that's our photographer in the background just really enjoying his time here. <laughs> Shout out to Nathan Ronfelt. And uh, thanks to Buddy for welcoming everyone back into the Live Hills Radio studio. This is Simo of the Simo Show. Mitchell's here. Yep. Reese is here. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and Reese is an elite runner for those of you who have only just started listening. We're talking a little bit about the City to Bay that went on and we managed to track down a little bit about, you know, uh, the broad sense of what they're about, which is their prime objective is listed is listed as to raise funds to support athletics in Australia and the efforts to assist athletes and their clubs, you know, purely for... I mean, what, what kind of stuff does a club provide you there? Basically, <clears throat> um, a club... Uh, provides me with a place to train, uh, coaches. Um, so the field itself, probably. Yeah. It? So we've got our um, grass track down that um, on South Terrace. Um, a lot of winters done on the path because it's always waterlogged. Oh right. Um, but um, yeah. Um, what else? They they sort of provide like that sort of. Well, the money for that obviously, you know, that's one constructive thing you've come up with right there is like potentially drainage or etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, just the the general upkeep and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so you do a fair amount of training on your own. How much of it is done, you know, say, because I know I've spoken to you before, you've done a lot of, you do a rundown, uh, what's the, our, our favourite river called? Torrens. The Torrens. Torrens. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I had a mental blank. <laughs> I was like, I could name the boat that goes up and down, but I couldn't name the river. You said favourite and it threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a favourite river? Yeah, oh, it's the oh, Murray, it's, obviously. Yeah, okay, right. No, I really like, I, I really like the Onca Paringa. <laughs> it's, it's a nice word. I really like the Bridgewater Oval uh, in, in winter when it <laughs> floods and you can take your boogie board. No, uh, so you do a bit of personal time training where you're running obviously next to the Torrens River and then yep. how much do you do with a running partner on track? So, um, so all my sessions are done with, um, with someone usually. <coughs> um, very rarely do I have to do a session by myself. Okay. Um, and actually that's either with the club or it might be just with my coach. Um, out and there so, pushing me along. And so work is, you know, easy, it's easy enough to kind of schedule that? Yeah, so I work 9 till 5.30, Monday to Friday. Yep. Um, either train in early in the morning before I start work or um, train afterwards. Yeah, right on. And so the scheduling, obviously, your running partner has a similar type schedule? Yeah, so he's a uni student, so he's free all the time. <laughs> hey. Little bit of a dig there. Yep. No, that's true. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Not a dig, it's yeah. true. <laughs> You're happy with that? Yep. No, I'll take it. Well, uh, now we get to the part where I get to question you a, bit, a little bit about your life choices, Reese. Port Adelaide, what are you thinking? 
Oh, <laughs> we've had a couple of disappointing seasons. <laughs> yeah, um, how did that come about? How did you possibly decide to pick Port Adelaide? Uh, I think the majority of my family supported Crows. Oh, so um, he's blamed it on the folks there. Uh, so I sort of went with the other team. Teenage um, Rebellion. And my brother was supporting Port as well. Oh, beauty. So I uh, sort of followed him. <laughs> Well, that's it. Hopefully, is he, is he listening this evening, is he? I, should have given I him a don't shout. know. I probably should have uh, linked it to him. <laughs> Not to worry. And uh, what, so how, how do you figure How you figure the uh, year went and what, you're holding on to uh, your slim hopes for next year, are you? I, I think we'll have a better Adelaide. year next year. We've got our, our main ruckman, uh, Paddy Ryder, back next year um, from his... Uh, from his band, so... Now, there is a little bit of kind of a footy story to your running side of things, and that would be Mark Blickovs. Yeah, yeah. So, what, you you did a little bit of running with him or yeah, you competed so against him? we always competed <clears throat> against each other whenever we had nationals, um, national cross or track. Um, now, for those that don't know, Mark Blickovs is, obvi- is, is, not obviously, is... <laughs> funnily enough, he now plays for the Geelong Football Club, just who recently got absolutely ploughed by the Sydney Swans over the weekend. And so what his background was... Yeah, it was, uh, was steeplechase. Uh, I think that was his main event. Um, so what, steeple? you got to jump things? So, yeah, there's four, five hurdles on every f- uh, 400 metres, uh, with one of them jumping into water. Oof, yeah, right. And what, so what, they all tend to be about his height, the steeplers? Uh, no, he's no? probably by far the <laughs> tallest I've ever seen two steeplechase. Yeah, right. Um, the steeple's only, I think, about 90 centimetres, um, which compared to the... What, the, the, the wait, that's what is this 90, sorry, so what is the... 90 centimetres high for the steeple compared to, I think, the uh, hurdlers do 110. Okay, right, yep. And so what, have you ever thought you wanted to give that a go? No, no, no. I much prefer to just keep my feet on the ground at all times. <laughs> yeah, consistency is the thing. Yeah. And so what, did you ever have to compete against him? Yeah, so I was just saying before, when we were at National Cross and track, we always raced against each other. Um, and then we uh, were at the same uh, team that went over to the World Schools Cross Country in Czech Republic. And what team was that? that sorry, that was the Australian um, Schools Cross Country oh, okay. team. Okay, right, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. And how did that go? I, I think from memory I finished 21st. I think it was 15th or around there. Okay. And so, like, obviously he's chosen to go into, you know, the, the ball sports side of things. Now, you had a bit of a, a decadent young career with a round soccer yeah. ball. Is that something <laughs> that you have to obviously shy away considering, obviously, what your physios said um, in regards to, you know, if you want to get to a high level of running... Potentially, you've got to thanks. So there's a couple. Of, <laughs> yeah. If you heard in the live studio, there, guys, we've got a little bit of a little bit of a horn sound there. Thanks, gentlemen, whoever's out there listening, we love you dearly, <laughs> very much. Now, uh, you can can you get back into any kind of social sports or anything like that? Um, the last few years, I've played AFL nines uh, for a couple of seasons, uh, just with some mates. That's non-contact, so I'm happy to go out and and do that. Um, Pretty minimal sort of risk, um, just having a kick of the football. Nice. And uh, what? How how did that go? You what, you managed to get some good results. Uh, I'm actually I I like to think I'm reasonably coordinated, <laughs> so I'm not too bad with the with the ball. So it's all right. You're better than me. Well, we're going to hear a little bit more about Reese's coordination right after this. <laughs> Hills Radio eighty eight point nine FM and online at hillsradio.com.au. Yes, coordination. Now, you managed to have a, uh, a high-speed accident on your feet not too long ago. 
Yeah, so um, I was running along the, the Torrens with a couple of mates and um, uh, I was going underneath the Morfitt Street Bridge and a cyclist happened to be coming the other way at the, the wrong moment and uh, he cleaned me up. Jeez. And uh, what, how did, how, what, is that, was that an injury setback for you? Uh, I was, I had stitches in my knee for about, for two weeks uh, and then had to have another, another couple of days after they came out. So I was off running for about three weeks um, and then very slowly got back to jogging after that. And so what, do you go a little crazy if you have to sit and do nothing? Oh, yeah, definitely. No, really. <laughs> so what, is there anything that you can occupy your mind in those times? Um, well, poor Jackson and Kian probably copped it a fair bit. I would have become <laughs> very annoying in that time. Shout out to uh, Reese Jones's housemates down there in the CBD. And uh, what, so they managed to occupy you then? Well, no, <laughs> I would have just setback, been, They just absolutely cop it. Yeah, so I would have been uh, very energetic and in their face all the time. <laughs> well, speaking of dear Jackson, here's a track for him. This is a bit of In Excess. You want a Mac cane? Oh, hello there. Uh, this is Buddy Dawson. You're listening to 88.9 FM at Simo Show, 8 to 10 p.m. on Hills Radio. Thanks, Buddy. Welcome back into the live studio. This is Simon saying Reese's name. <laughs> I just absolutely throwing the boys. Oh okay, no! This, this is Mitchell saying Simon's name. That's correct. This is Ray saying Simon's name. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wrong way around. Close. close. Not too bad. Uh, that's correct, guys. Simo here from the Simo Show. I got Mitchell Big Plays sitting across from me. Wish I could keep that nickname. <laughs> you should. <laughs> and uh, Reese Speedy Man Jones. <laughs> now uh, a little bit more levity here. Do you, your 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 system, your body must be pretty efficient, right? Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> watch out, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> watch out, watch out, watch out. He's, he's prepping something. <laughs> Bruin. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got pretty decent routine. Yeah. So. so do you have to be particularly careful in regards to, say, mm, spicy food or the amount of alcohol consumption that you partake in, uh, considering the amount, like, considering that your body works... So um, well to go kind of alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Um, so with spicy food, you're fine. Spicy you food's get, okay. Okay, right. Yeah. yeah. So on on like an average, say butter chicken, how spicy can you go? <laughs> uh, I can go pretty spicy. You wouldn't go vindaloo spicy. Okay, not vindaloo. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> how about alcohol? So in regards to if you want to keep yourself straight, uh, I'll have the occasional beer, but um, if I, I don't go out too often. Uh, yeah, but I'm too uh, drunk. But yeah, as in in regards to, do you find say if you're sitting next to your housemates or whatever, yeah, you kind of have to consciously make sure you don't match them, say for for beer for beer for whatever. There, if you're you know hanging I, out, I'm with more them. than happy for them to drink <laughs> more than me, because they what there's a tolerance there. You reckon? Yeah, well, I'm, I am very lightweight when it comes to alcohol, <laughs> so there's no way I could. But match because them. of that reason. It would be because of the amount of training and and you do. Yeah. So anything you put in your system is going to have an immediate effect? Yes, yeah. Uh, I can get uh, tipsy <laughs> very quickly. So. But say, what about, uh, you know, like you during a race or whatever, say longer races, 3,000 or more, yeah. do you ever do these races where obviously you've got to have some kind of sustenance partway through or is it just flat, you just go? I, I've never uh, had to drink or eat during races so i'm not at that stage yet what about um, post post race post race yeah i'll uh, get straight on water um maybe a bit of um 
uh, sports drink or something like that. Um, don't that, generally eat for about half an hour to an hour. Now, why is that? Is that just purely personal or is that something that, that's obviously you've been trained to do? Uh, it's it's probably a bit personal. Like every, every run is different. Um, but personally, I can't eat straight away after running because it makes me sick. Okay, yeah, 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 of course. And what about the what the day of? Do you have a breakfast or what's what's? Yeah, the so if it's um, a morning race, I might just have some toast. Uh, if it's an afternoon race, I might have some eggs on toast, and that's generally keep it pretty simple. And so, wait, there's no caffeine, nothing like to. Uh, <coughs> probably a black coffee. Okay. Yeah. So there is a little bit of that. Yeah. Oh, perk up a bit. Alrighty, and is there anything else kind of that you know stands out from your you know your history of running or anything that you'd like to share with us in regards to what you've what you've managed to achieve so far or anything um, like that? What have you got coming up? Uh, the next race, next big race will be the for me. I think we're aiming at the New South Wales three k state champs, um, which is usually one in about eight minutes. So hoping to go over there and run quick. Right, and have you pref- you've, <coughs> you've you've been to that before? Yeah, so I was there. I think last time I raced there was about five years ago, um, mm-hmm. and I uh, obviously enjoyed the race. So I'll go back and do it again. And is there a big difference in re- regards to results from five years ago race to the race of today? Yes. Yeah. Um, so since then, I've run about ten seconds quicker over three k. I felt like last year I probably could have run another 10 seconds quicker than that. Now, it doesn't sound like a lot, but is that quite, that, quite that's a substantial... A long, that's a long way, yeah. Yeah? Like, as in shaving off 10 seconds is so, so difficult? It's probably, yeah, 50 metres to 50 to 60 metres there. Um, when yeah, you're running right. at that pace, it's a, it's a long way, so... Well, here's a here's a bit of track. Think about that, ladies and gentlemen, how long it takes to shave off just 10 <laughs> seconds from your PB. This is dedicated to the man who could surely catch Oasis. Wait, an Oasis? This is Oasis. Acquiescence. <laughs> Hello, this is Omar. You listen to Hills Radio, Simo Show, 8 to 10 p.m. 88.9%. He's good boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. Omar was a very lovely lady to work with. <clears throat> Now, welcome back into the live studio. That's once again, yes, thanks, Oma. You're listening to 88.9 FM, the voice of the Adelaide Hills. Reese Jones sits across from me. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mitchell Big Plays Driver, my well, hey, co-host right. for the season. Enough with the big plays. Exactly. It's just, it's just Mitch. It's too much? Yeah, just, it's just Mitch. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! Now things are about to get serious. This is where we get to to see the uh, the inner workings of your <coughs> brain. See if your mind is as fast as your feet, Reese. Oh, I, I don't think so. Somehow. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it's okay. I haven't won one of these yet. So far, the guest has taken all the chockies. Um, now, what's going to happen next is we <coughs> are going to do the segment known as Matt Damon knows. Now. What happens during Matt Damon's is, in fact, there will be a news headline read out, okay? So it's, yep. you know, such and such, uh, cabinet votes on such and such. We don't know what that word is. It's replaced with Matt Damon, okay? <coughs> and you and I both get, you know, a couple of guesses, depending on, depending on if they're funny or not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll be the judge of that. Yeah, exactly. On whether we can determine what the what the the missing words okay. are. Yeah, makes sense. Yep. All right. Here's the uh, Matt Damon theme 
for this <laughs> oh, segment. I'd like to point out that I've, I've had a very short time to prepare for this. <laughs> but the first one, uh, Matt Damon appears with cryptic note. Ooh. Now, there is there is a there's sort of a there's a colon there's a title before this but I think it gives away a bit too much. So. Okay, right. Gives away if, you, if you if you're struggling too uh, much, I might give you a clue. Gives away cryptic note. Not nah, appears a, with cryptic note. So it says, it's, the title is Jurassic Lark. Matt Damon appears with cryptic note. Okay, I never saw Jurassic Park, but it's got to be something orientated with seen? dinosaurs. I know, I'm sorry. Come on. Exactly. Right. Haven't seen The Godfather either. Are dinosaurs, Neither have I. Are dinosaurs in that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah. In <laughs> fact, it's all dinosaurs, Godfather. <laughs> and, and Jurassic Park's about the mafia, yeah, yeah. so. Uh, so, what is it? Jurassic Lark. Matt Damon appears with cryptic note. Uh, 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 I'm going to say, who's the guy whose name is Sam that was in Jurassic Park? Sam Neil, <laughs> yes, Sam Neil. Oh, I'll go with fantastic. that. Oh, yeah, and, you're wrong. And by, uh, yeah. Reese. <laughs> and by your reaction, I already know that I'm wrong. Yep. Or oh, I'm still trying to catch on to what we're actually doing. <laughs> um, so it's it's a news title that's probably appeared in the advertiser. I dare say. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, how good are your current affairs? Not, Not good, very at all. good at all. Yeah. No. <laughs> all right, that's fair. We've timed out. What, yep. What's the uh, What's the story? All right. <laughs> Thanks for that sound effect. That was that was really beautiful. Um, a five-foot-tall model Velociraptor has been returned to its rightful owners after disappearing from a music festival in southeast Queensland three years ago. The dinosaur was left at the summit of Mount Coulomb with a note which read, Return me to Big Pineapple to my owner. I escaped from Kenilworth and want to go home. I have seen and been through some shit. Dog fights... Cage fights, chicken fights, horse races, dog races, and emu races all across the Northern Territory, Roma, Darwin, Cairns, Port Hedland, and more. The Velociraptor was missing an arm, an eye, and its tail after three years on the run. Wow. That's, that's, that's an unlucky dinosaur. <laughs> that's, uh, three years, Velociraptor I thought, on yeah, the run. Velociraptor could fare, you know, better in the wild. I just don't know how anyone spotted it I'd look and, and returned it earlier. It's the big pineapple, pretty big landmark. So as long as it was found, <laughs> surely they could get it back to the big pineapple. Exactly. That and also, I mean, there's probably a whole bunch of kind of, you know, how people believe that they've seen a velociraptor in certain places. Oh, and yeah? They'd found a community. Because <clears throat> recently we have, we've had one founded here, which is for the Tasmanian tiger that apparently is somewhere rummaging around the Adelaide Hills. Totally. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Big that's fan. why it's called the South Australian tiger, actually. <laughs> All right. Zero points yep. each for Reese and yeah, I. Yeah, you both miserably failed. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the next next uh, news headline: Hotel guests request Matt Damon. Hotel delivers. Say it again. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Not my fault. You can't listen. That's all right. Hold up. No, I, I need to just really. Oh, just sorry. Focus. Let's get the theme. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hotel guests request Matt Damon. Hotel delivers. Oh, that could be anything. I know, <laughs> right? Could... See, no, I'd just like to point out that I've been given this piece of paper with the information on it from the normal co-host, Josh Chatwin. I legitimately don't have any idea what's going on. <laughs> that and, uh, well, what are the two things? What say? Okay, say you're going to a, uh, what was it, a... It's a hotel Yeah. What and you, the guests have requested only one of, Damon. There's only one of three things you order, right? Which is either champagne, ladies of the night, or <laughs> <laughs> faint white powder. All right, I'm going to give you a clue. 
Is it one of those three? They've requested... No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. You're bad. Um, <laughs> they've re- requested pictures of a celebrity. Intriguing. No. It's not Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> please. No, please. It's, you know, it's, it's not what you might think. Okay. I'm just going to go with... Tyrion Lannister. You're not going to get it. Okay, right. I'm out. I'm, I'm Tyrion Lannister. I've gone with <laughs> the midget. Pick, pick a random celebrity. I've gone with the midget go from with Game of Swift. Tennis. Nah, you're wrong. Actually, that's not a bad guess because she's in everything. Well, it, yeah. nah, it is a bad guess. A Californian hotel has been commended worldwide. Not sure it's that noteworthy, but okay. for their service after a couple requested pictures of Jeff Goldblum be put in their room prior to their stay. Jeff Seth, Goldblum. Yeah, I mean, you know, life uh, finds a way. <laughs> Seth Friedland said his girlfriend Amy, who made the request, is more of an Independence Day era Goldblum fan while he prefers Big Chill era Goldblum. Okay, so is that opens up an old can of worms. Is Jeff Goldblum A-list or B-list? Reese, is he A-list, B-list? Oh, B-list. I think. B-list? Yeah. It's disappointing. B plus, B plus, B minus. I think he, at the very least, deserves an A minus. <laughs> he gets a wait. You'd give him a credit, definitely. Okay, right. Yeah. What for? For his work in which? The no, ch- Jurassic Park. Oh, okay. <laughs> Life uh, finds a way. Uh, of course. Wait, but he didn't uh, manage uh, to s- chaos theory. Did he save anyone? Uh, no. I don't think so. And he was Spoiler the... Spoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, well, he if, saves a baby T-Rex. Yeah, please address your emails <laughs> to the Simo Show exactly, Gmail yeah, account. That's it. I'm yeah, already, hate mail. It's already my... Yeah, exactly. My Gmail account's already getting flooded with... <laughs> with uh, they spoiled Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. I can't go on. Come on, man. Wait, All right. what is the limitation on Spoiler Alert? I think Jurassic... I mean, when was Jurassic Park released? Probably like 1980-something? Yeah. That's that. There's the limit right there. <laughs> right I've there. said it right Jurassic now. Jurassic Park. I reckon. Uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, two two years for movies and a year for TV shows. Okay, you heard it here right. first. Yep. The standard will be released on the Facebook page again. Send your send your hate mail to Simo. You can find a link to the podcast in case you just hopped <laughs> out of your car and you don't know how to tune into more of this insanity. Check it out, Simo Show on Facebook. Are we we going for question three. Question three. All right. Uh, massive Matt Damon terrorizes Glasgow. This one, uh, yeah, I'm going to start this. This one is Matt Damon, actually. Dinosaur? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, it's like Godzilla, but in Scotland? No, it's not dinosaur, so okay, right. uh, quick strike out. Do you know Glasgow is the only place you're more likely to be stabbed repeatedly than once? <laughs> really? Yeah. I would have thought most stabbings happen repeatedly. <laughs> Probably, but... St- but you're talking about volume Statistically, yeah. No, 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 no. You're more likely to be stabbed Oh, just more, more than, than once. once. Yeah. How interesting. Be rather interesting. What a, what a delightful fact. I mean, it, fact. it'd be more interesting if it was Godzilla that was the problem. Doing the stabbing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, wait, Godzilla was incorrect? No. Yeah, yeah, it was. Oh, it was incorrect. Come well, on. Godzilla was going to be my guess. But, um, <laughs> oh, yeah? yeah um, <laughs> what a coincidence. Yeah. Um, oh, let's go with, a, with an animal of sorts. Or <laughs> I don't know what's in uh, Glasgow, but... Let's try... Um, People with knives, apparently. Um, <laughs> Godzilla's with knives, actually. Yeah. Uh, let's... Oh, Lizards that just want to be loved. Yeah. Why don't we go with Massive Swan? Ooh, he's oh, close. A huge he's swan. Close. What uh, is it? It was actually Rubber Duck. Oh. I'm going to give him that. Yeah, oh. all right. That's, that's he deserves close a point for that. That's close enough. Well uh, done. Have a round of applause as well, because that is a bird-like uh, type thing. A Rubber Duck. Yeah, a rubber duck. So, chaos has reportedly hit the Scottish city of Glasgow 
after strong winds caused a giant inflatable duck to break free of the op- oppressive ropes. <laughs> I like to point out oppressive ropes is what's here. Holding it back and made a bid for freedom. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, you just gotta let him fly, man. You know, don't don't oppress the ducks, Josh man. Is, They'll take their revenge. Josh has written. He's got a couple of comments at the bottom of each question, but I'm gonna read this one out because I actually like this one. <laughs> yeah. It says there are also reports of more confusion after people pointed towards the giant duck hurtling towards them and shouted, "Duck!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh, delightfully brilliant. lame. Oh, it's so. <laughs> So wonderful. Yeah. That, uh, okay. Question four. Yeah. Go are we for ready? It. Okay. Are we only up to four? How are we only up to four? It's all right. There's only four. Oh, and then, well, there's, in that then case, there's this other segment, which I don't think anybody's going to. He's gonna only answer. done four questions, which means we could have ended up with two points each. Yep. What a rookie. Yeah. Well, you know. Continue with it. I mean, it's not. I like mean, there's a second. There's a second segment that I don't think anybody's going <laughs> to answer correctly at all. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Uh, guilty teen causes car to explode using Matt Damon. <laughs> Now, clean your minds. Okay. Uses something to explode a vehicle. Guilty teen causes car to explode using Matt Damon. Cigarette? Close. Oh. A cigarette was the, was the penultimate cause of the explosion. Oh, oh well, then I win. No, 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 because okay. it didn't actually cause the explosion. Oh, okay, right. Cigarette lighter? No, uh, sorry, <laughs> I, I, threw, I threw you off. Yeah. All right, I threw you off. The answer is air freshener. A Ooh. German teenager has okay. accidentally blown up his family's car after trying to mask the smell of a cigarette. He has oh. been smoking inside it. Well, no, there you go. So I was, you know. Oh, look. <laughs> yeah, well, Surely. I mean, if you start giving points for that, where do we stop? Where do we stop? <laughs> uh, maybe we stop at giving points for uh, a, a swan <laughs> instead of a giant duck. Yeah, but that was really close. It Come was. going to give it to him. Um, the teenager sprayed so much air freshener inside the car that when he opened the door, the spark from the interior light turned on co- and caused the spark spray to explode, giving the teenager two burnt arms and a hell of a lot of explaining to do. Not unlike that velociraptor. As you would. My goodness. That's that's, that's rough. That is anything but smooth sailing. This is Emma Knights and you're listening to The Simo Show, 8 to 10pm Mondays on Hills Radio. That's right. Welcome back into the live studio. This is Simon saying Reese's name. Mitch saying Simon's name. This is Simon saying Reese's (laughs) name. No! I do not get it. You say this is Reese saying Mitch's name. Because you, well, you just... I'm so confused. He said, he said, so he said your name. Yeah. I said his name. Yeah. You said and you, my name. You said, you said you were me saying Mitch's name. I think, honestly, if, <laughs> he, he does it to be confusing. Exactly. Yeah, my but, bad. Um, it's okay. I'm just it would be better if you say this is Simon introducing Reese. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that would be a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Reese Jones sits uh, alongside me. Not alongside me. Directly opposite. How are you doing over there, Reese? Apart from the confusion. Uh, I'm well and truly out, outside of my comfort zone. <laughs> and uh, Mitchell, big plays? Well and truly inside of it, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, no, well, it's, it's good right. to cover all bases, as yeah. it were, even if the bases are, in fact, square-shaped, as opposed to what a base is normally square-shaped. Yeah, bases are yeah. actually, yeah, normally <laughs> yeah. square-shaped. Ah, brilliant segue. <laughs> I just didn't even realise. Nailed it. Now, we're here to test uh, Reese Jones's knowledge of Nicolas Cage and none other than the man himself, John Travolta. How do you think you're going to fare in this one, Reese? Not, not too well. I mean, have you Even seen? Even though I worked in a cinema for six years, <laughs> my, my knowledge of those two is not too great. Well, uh, is there any one that you think you're particularly strong on? Uh, <laughs> more Cage or more Travolta? Which way well, do you lean? Probably more Travolta. Okay, why is that? Any just a gut feel? Yeah, just a gut feel. All right, all right, all right. 
<laughs> Go ahead, big plays. What you got? All right. So, again, this has been prepared not by me, so not really sure. I had to ask Simo what this actually was, but uh, the answers are either John Travolta or Nicolas Cage, and the topic is who were they married to? So we have five different So, it's 50-50. It's either yeah. going to be Nicolas Cage or it's going to be John Travolta. I'm imagining, so you guess. I'm imagining you're going to read out a list of brides here. Yep. And then you're going to have to... <laughs> wow. Yep. So you're going to have to try and determine... They've been busy. Yeah, they've been yeah, they get around. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to try and determine which bride uh, belongs to which uh, fantastic actor. Yep. All right. So, number one, I don't expect you to get any of these, by the way. <laughs> just a gut who feel. Is, who it's, is going to know these? Just on a complete gut feel. Grace. Just, just own it, though. Just, just, just complete gut. Yeah. Even if All you right. guess, just be like yeah. straight. And then if you get it right, just act as if you knew all along. <laughs> yes. All right. So the first one is uh, Diana Highland. That's Diana Highland. It's 50-50. No, let's go John Travolta. Yeah. All right. Does Simo, does Simo guess? Uh, no, no, no. This no, okay. Is oh, okay, this is... You okay. just assume... Reese, that's, that's correct. Well oh! Done. He's absolutely oh, smashed it. It's one, one out of five. There it is, boom. More one. than I expected already. Okay. Uh, number two is Christina Fulton. Let's go Nicolas Cage without me. No, oh, he's, oh. he's right again. Oh, two out of two. He's so far, he's on a 100%, okay. 100 okay. ratio. Number three, Patricia Arquette. Oh, it sounds like a Nicolas Cage. No, oh, he's right again. <laughs> <laughs> Just, oh, exactly. He's a monster. The All man, right. Oh, he's a freak. Now, this, this fourth one, it's got, got a middle name in here, so Ooh, watch out. Watch out. Fancy. This is Lisa Marie Presley. Uh, John Travolta. Oh, I don't no. he's got. Has he got that? No, oh. that was Nicholas Cage. Oh, we've been thrown by rookie that. rookie mistake. Of course, Lisa Marie Presley married to Nicholas Cage. Oh, right. okay. Presley Cage, of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, last one, number five, Kelly Preston. John Travolta. There we go. Well Wait, done. Has he finished with another correct answer? Yes, he That's has. That's four, out of, four out of five. I think potentially 80%. need to... I mean, if there's any kind of jobs out there that need people with Nicolas <coughs> Cage and John Travolta type nous or an understanding of who they were married I to... I think he's about... I think 80%. That's like a... That's a Jeff Goldblum. That's what an A-. That? <laughs> it's, an, it's an A-. minus. Yeah, it's a Jeff Goldblum. What kind of... I mean, you could kind of go into, what, celebrity wedding planning? How do you think you'd go with that? <laughs> oh, that'd be outstanding. <laughs> You'd get eighty percent of the weddings right, and then the other twenty percent uh, burned down. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Speaking of burning down, shall we have uh, a bit of uh, Joanne Jet? I, I guess you know your segues are just so beautiful. They're on point. <laughs> How did she finish her career? Did she go down in a in the kind of the look? I wouldn't know. In the flames. <laughs> This is Buddy Dawson. You're listening to Josh O, 8 till 10 p.m. <laughs> 88.9 FM on Hills Radio. That's it. Shout out to Joshua, who is, in fact, uh, at home taking care of the uh, other half this evening. He's been replaced. Instead, I've got the, uh, the <laughs> superior. <laughs> I was being creepy. <laughs> He's been replaced. Permanently. Permanently. <laughs> <laughs> that is the uh, the lyrical ballad of Mitch Big Play's Driver. <laughs> he continues with it. <laughs> Always, mate. <laughs> and then I got Reese Jones, the man, the myth, the legend, sitting across from me. Oh, I'm quite glad you didn't try and trick me this time. No, 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 that's okay. I <laughs> Not for I a third time, surely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, it's, it's rough, isn't it? Coming I still on this wouldn't show. have got it right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's okay. I mean, you're faster than me, so that's, that's you know. You, I, that counts for something, I, That surely. counts for everything, really. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, does it come in handy, like, in regards to getting from one place to another <laughs> if you're late? Uh, I've chased the bus a few times. You're probably that never does, late. It does come in handy then. Yeah. Because do you, do you, how are you with time? Like, are you one of these guys that has, like, his watch maybe 10 minutes fast or... I do that. You do that? I do I, that to keep myself I check. don't do that. I just get to <coughs> where I need to be early. Okay, right. Yeah. Just, just so do I because my watch is 10 minutes fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but your watch is the right time, but you yes. just have this freak yep. ability to get there early. Yeah. I wouldn't know what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> I got here too early tonight and they didn't let me in, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's waiting outside, sitting on the car, wanted <laughs> What's happening <laughs> now? Uh, during the week, funnily enough, I like to keep a little bit of an eye on on funny things that surface oh in the news and the current affairs type thing. Have you ever been through the careers section of, say, the local newspaper, per chance? I, I think once. Once, <laughs> <laughs> just the one time. <laughs> did you just did you see anything there that you thought was no? That's bizarre. Uh, yeah, know? there was a lot of uh, dubious, nefarious, you know, occupations there. Yeah. yeah. You what know, about yourself, Reese? Ever seen anything? I have, no, I any don't crazy think so, job no. titles out there that your friends? No, he's always just been successful. Always, <laughs> and knows how to fit shoes. Yes. Yeah. Now, uh, one that I actually <coughs> stumbled on during the week. Uh, this is one of my favourites. Uh, they apparently they've advertised for someone. They're seeking. All right, what are they seeking for here? They're seeking for a, a trained neuroscientist. Apparently, okay. In so, in the newspaper. In the newspaper. All right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> okay. So it reads, progressive employer seeks Harvard-trained neuroscientist. Whoa, 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 whoa. Harvard? Yeah, Harvard. That's very specific. <laughs> is that, is that? I'm sure there's only like 150 people a year in the is entire that, world that graduate from Harvard neuroscience. In, in neuroscience? Because I don't even think that's what they would specialise in. <laughs> there's... Isn't Harvard Law? That's bizarrely particular. <laughs> uh, work it out after this. <laughs> That's it. Welcome back into the live studio of 88.9 FM, the voice of the Adelaide Hills, Reese Jones. How are you going over there, mate? I'm doing very well, thank you. And uh, big plays. Yeah, still alive, <laughs> still, I guess. I'm sitting here with the dubious... <laughs> dubious... <laughs> nefarious... <laughs> Postings in the new local newspapers. Yeah, panel, uh, <laughs> as run by Mitchell Driver and uh, Reese Jones. The uh, For those of you who are at least semi-interested in the uh, Brownlow vote, Patrick Dangerfield leads on 20 votes with uh, Sydney's Luke Parker on 18, Dan Hanbury with 14, also of uh, Sydney Swans, and then Lockie Neal of Fremantle and Joel Jelwood Selwood on 13 votes from Geelong also. Oh, I love I love sport. All you about sports. Anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big sporter. Short, short. In you know vibrant colours, yeah, with no sleeves. <laughs> yeah, that's me every day. Mm. Actually, yeah. yeah, I would have. Yeah, it coincides with you know not doing a lot of running and catching the bus quite. <laughs> Definitely, <often>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking about uh, job advertisements or job uh, kind of what are they? They're job <coughs> listings, really, listings, aren't yeah. they? <clears throat> listings, postings that maybe seem a little bit dubious. <laughs> so we started with progressive employer seeks a Harvard trained neuroscientist. Okay. Yep. Right now, we we've already the alarm bells have already started ringing from uh, Reese and Mitchell in regards to the Harvard wasn't <laughs> potent, wasn't potentially medicine based. Apparently, <clears throat> they need to be fluent in Mandarin. Okay, so narrowing it even further. <laughs> yeah. Must have minimum ten years <clears throat> experience working for high tech companies. Okay, so impossible at this point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and salaries in the mid uh, thirty millions. Th- yeah, no, thirty thousand a year. Okay, yeah. yeah. So obviously nobody's going to go for this. <laughs> Why is that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is that is insane. Okay, okay. 
This is <laughs> this is from one specific university in the entire globe. Just okay, where there are tens of thousands, right? Okay, yep. In a very specific profession of neuroscience, they have to speak Mandarin, which is notoriously hard to learn. Yeah. And the starting salary is garbage. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah. Well, I left out in the fact that they uh, have to be also skilled skilled at tribal basket weaving, and also. <laughs> All right. Now you just like no. Now you're no, talking no. crap. Oh come on, man. <laughs> I can actually. That's try right. That. Welcome back live into the just studio. Just having, just having a <laughs> cheeky chat. Yeah. I didn't warn the boys that we were, in fact, coming <laughs> back live in. They were just enjoying themselves too much. Yeah, no, we're all friends here. How have you, uh, how have you been going over there, Mitchell? I've been, I've been pretty... Well, I mean, you know, that, that last... <laughs> uh, that job listing might have triggered me a little oh, bit. Oh, really? But yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what about yourself, Reese? Uh, I'm starting to enjoy myself. <laughs> I, did, I, did, I did enjoy watching Mitch's reactions to <laughs> some outrageous... Uh, well, uh, yeah, it is certainly outrageous. <laughs> Well, ir- outrageous is what we uh, what we do here. You've not got another one, do you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, we'll, we'll come back to a little bit of that. First of all, we've got just some uh, interesting news from elsewhere. Uh, this uh, is basically about it's a uh, happened in Russia. All right. Yep. Uh, All right. So here we go. <laughs> here we go. Uh, Continue. Apparently, Mus- Moscow. It was hunting for a, a theater's missing star cat. <laughs> Its campaign is underway to find a stunningly handsome cat who was set to Garfield s- actually. Yeah, who was set to star in Russian theatre company tour only to escape from his <coughs> travelling basket at Moscow railway station. Very secure basket. Yep, well yeah. done. Simon, uh, a fluffy black and white moggy, had arrived in the capital city of Perm along with the award-winning uh, theater, U Moster Theatre Company. He was due to star in its production of Martin McDonald's black comedy The Lieutenant of Enishmore which revolves around an escalating bloodbath over an allegedly dead cat that turns up alive at the end, having been out gallivanting. Well, I mean, if it's dead, surely they only need it for the last act. Yeah, but that and also, are you not... Is there any red flags there from you? The cat within the play is kind of notorious for having gallivanted around and being alive the entire time. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about. It all seems to check <laughs> out. <laughs> uh, he somehow slipped out of his basket and vanished. Somehow, with- yeah, out of a basket. Okay, yeah. <laughs> And vanished Don't know without how that a trace. Happened. Maybe it was like Mary Poppins' basket. You know how she can just keep pulling things out of oh. it. I mean, how many cats could they possibly? Surely there's a, <laughs> a maybe, backup cat. Yeah, maybe there's an understudy cat. An understudy cat <laughs> that, was, that was really wanted to something happen to. Oh them. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah so, like an envious, like yeah. up and coming star cat. That's. But the thing is, how much harder would it be for a cat to get away with? you know, murdering their star in order to take their place because they've got nine lives. So Well, they're also not really uh, sentient, so they can't organise hits <laughs> on <laughs> other cats. So, yeah. I don't know. Have you heard some of the cat on cat kind no of... No matter what you say, Simon, you're not going to convince me that cats are sentient. <laughs> Wait, are they... They're not even, like... Oh, well, they, they, they have... You know, they're alive and they have brains, but I don't think they're on the level of human intelligence quite yet. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Are you offended? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Well, there's no suggestion, apparently, apart from in this news article, by saying there's no suggestion of social media users saying that this is a publicity stunt. It's obviously suggesting that it might be a publicity (laughs) stunt. Most comments are supportive, offering practical advice on who to speak to amid fears that such a handsome cat may have been stolen. Apparently, What what practical advice? (laughs) 
<laughs> Look harder. Have people lost that many handsome cats that uh, they know exactly what to do? I guess. Apparently he's got a... Simon's got an artistic temperament, which means... <laughs> he's, he's, what does that mean? <laughs> well, it means apparently he's gone looking for more drink after a heavy <laughs> session on the uh, long train journey. <laughs> With, like alcohol, right? <laughs> yeah. <So he's laughs> Potentially. Others suggest he might have found a, 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 a lady cat friend. In a, with a flat in a chic part of town. Um, but, I mean, every other actor is in a very kind of stressful... I'm sure. Yeah. What could they do without their cat yeah. with the artistic temperament? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's a theatre cat, Mitchell, so sure it's going to have an artistic temperament. What does temper- artistic temperament even mean? <laughs> I don't know. Give me an option. Uh, flighty, maybe? <laughs> Um, and that would also support the whole thing of it going missing. I mean, if it's flighty, that's... I mean, uh, cats are in general a little bit skittish. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so um, it all seems to check out for me, really. <laughs> Does it? Yeah, doesn't it? Look, check I'm going to say that things uh, don't quite add up. This goes out to uh, Simon, the Russian theatre cat. <laughs> Simon Show, Monday nights, 8 or 10pm. That's it. Welcome back into the live studio of 88.9 FM. You're listening to The Simo Show by choice. And uh, how are you enjoying it so far, Reese? Uh, again, still uh, improving. Do you think <laughs> that cat story checks out? I, I think so. It seems like something uh, Russians <laughs> would do. <laughs> have you, you're, you, uh, wait, have you ever had pets? Uh, yeah, we uh, had dogs and cats growing up. Yeah. And what? So how is your, and you managed to keep hold of all of them? None of them were too flighty? Uh, cats were bastards. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> <laughs> what, what makes you say that? Yeah, uh, they, they'd be hiding around corners and uh, they'd, they'd jump on you when I'm you walk sen- around. I'm sensing some kind of like, <laughs> what is it? Some kind of memory that's been uh, <laughs> yeah. suppressed. Yeah. Yeah. Bloody cats hiding around the corner trying some, to ambush me. Did something happen to you and a cat at a young <laughs> yeah, age? Yeah, well, the cats uh, bullied the dogs. So, oh, yeah, it was that so way around. Oh, As right. is the way. Uh, yeah. See, Reese, he's a natural protector. Did any of them have an artistic temperament? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the first one, definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. Oh, really? Of course. Just out the back with crowns? Or yeah. like, was he like one of these cat graffiti artists just, that yeah, police couldn't just catch? Singing all the time, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it was more his hunting was like the, that was his form of it art. Oh, well, he's like a yeah. Dexter cat. Ooh. Makes uh, hunting into an art form. <laughs> oh, dear. I don't think it should be. <laughs> Speaking of art forms. <clears throat> oh, no. Swedish town. A Swedish town has uh, vowed to protect uh, uh, its giant Christmas goat against arsonists. That's fair. Now, <laughs> a Swedish town famous for its Christmas tradition of erecting a giant straw goat has said extra efforts will be made to protect the attraction from arsonists this year. Yule goats are a Scandinavian tradition and are a huge <coughs> and a huge version has appeared in the town of Gavl every year since 1966. But despite pulling in the in the crowds, the goat has regularly met a fiery fate. It has been destroyed on 34 occasions, including last year when it survived Christmas, only to be doused with petrol and set alight on the 27th of December. <laughs> I now, think at this point, it's no longer a Christmas goat, it's just a goat effigy, isn't it? <laughs> it belongs in the Burning Man Festival. <laughs> now, councillors are determined that the goat's 50th anniversary remains flame-free. The uh, town is upping this year's Christmas celebration budget by 850,000 kroner. Well, why? How much is that in, in Australian dollars? <laughs> Australian? Uh, it's 99000 Too much is <laughs> the answer. <laughs> <Too much. laughs> and some of that cash will go directly to extra security to protect, <laughs> <laughs> to protect the goat. 
there will be more guards. We have said that we should try to have a, go- a goat guarantee on the first weekend. Uh, so at least the first weekend they're going to try and ensure that it doesn't burn to the ground. <laughs> so we're, they're tempering people's expectations. Yes. Yeah. All right, just the first two days we'll make sure it won't burn. After that we can't quite guarantee it. The, uh, the uh, <laughs> newspaper also likes to point out that the straw goat has become quite a celebrity, even having its own Twitter account with nearly 9,000 followers, which we will endeavour to bring you some of their tweets uh, a little I mean, bit later. Anything <laughs> has a Twitter account nowadays, though. <laughs> well, I mean... <clears throat> people make it for their cats. What a giant... T- I mean... I guarantee that Russian cat probably has a Twitter account. <laughs> but <laughs> would a giant goat's Twitter account differ from an ordinary goat's... Twitter account? Oh, definitely. I mean, they, they share completely different issues. Bigger Similar. font? Yeah, of, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course. I mean, giant <laughs> goats, they have trouble uh, I mean, um, how is he staying gonna, alive, obviously, because they get... Do you goats know, have opposable thumbs? Of course not. They have hooves. You know that. <laughs> yeah, <I> do. <laughs> how do they write their tweets? They don't, well, no, obviously someone does it for him. I can't believe you don't understand. Are you understand. suggesting that there's a ghost writer for the giant effigy? Oh, I'm, I'm suggesting there's a goat whisperer, yes. Hmm. <laughs> the plot... Thin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Despite the councillor's security plans, public broadcasters suggest that the Swedes don't hope hold out hold out much hope. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> half of these responding thinks it's going to burn down anyway, compared to the thirty one percent who are confident it'll survive. They're not confident that the a hundred thousand dollars will stop it from burning down. <laughs> no. How big is the goat? Surely uh, <laughs> you can just have two people sitting at. I mean, okay, you have one person for each leg. Yeah. They, that it's covered. Yeah, but <laughs> surely. Well. I mean, then that means it would need to be covered day and night, like twenty four seven. Yeah, sh- sure. And sure. E- each appendage. Yeah. I mean, that's four. That's four security guards on rotation. What six hour shifts? Yeah, but they're only guaranteeing the first weekend, so oh, two days. Oh, right, and then just let it. The yeah. Security guards can light it up after. In, in fact, I think they should change it around and start burning it themselves. <laughs> Inside job. But, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so well, it looks to be, uh, what is this? It's going to be, that looks to be about 20 metres high. and That's oh, monstrous. Yeah, yeah that's, that's big. And then length, that's about, yeah, 15 by 20. And, uh, no that's, wonder that's they're burning it down. Goat. That's, that's yeah. dangerous. Yeah. What happens if it goes rampaging across the country? <laughs> From, yeah, well, um, well, no, it'd be fine because it would tweet its followers to let it know where it's going. Oh, okay, so the followers yeah. be, would be safe. And yeah. anybody who isn't a follower obviously deserves... Well, that's to be it. trampled. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I get you. I get it's, you. That makes sense. It's uh, survival, yeah, yeah. survival of the fittest, <laughs> martial law. As <laughs> Survival of the twittest. <laughs> oh, dear. It's the 20th century, people. Get used to it. <laughs> hey, this is Will. Hey, this is Shin. And we're from Indiego. And you're listening to The Simo Show. Yeah, 8 to 10, Monday nights on Hills FM 88.9. Right. <coughs> Rock and roll. That's right. Welcome back into the last year there with the Indiago, Indiego boys. Uh, went, we went to school with those, didn't we, Reese? Isn't that right? Will Solomon, Harry Townsend. Uh, yeah, like, I remember Harry Townsend. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah. Sounded like the same person I was thrown off. <laughs> Said, I'm this person, I'm this person. It sounds the same. <laughs> <laughs> that is the uh, the lyrical ballad as sung by Mitchell Big Play's driver. I like over that there you're the describing corner. my sentences as a lyrical ballad. <laughs> I feel like it's a lie, but I'm going to take it. Now, now we've got, we're going to go with uh, big news that's more local. Mooning and streaking has been uh, outlawed in Victoria. Yeah, I heard about that. What a, <laughs> what a tragedy. Is this something directly affects you? Yeah, totally. I mean, I often take night trips to Victoria. <laughs> to Victoria. Um, just to, I, I moon uh, all the night, the, the midnight trains actually. Yeah, really? So. 
Yeah, that's um, bizarre because yeah, you, no, yeah, you're uh, a big user of public transport. Oh yeah, yeah, huge. Um, <laughs> well, you already said that earlier. Well, tonight. I mean, yeah, to be to be efficient, obviously, I don't wear pants on the journey. <laughs> um, I do. The, I, I prefer to do it about three times a week, and, and this is going to be it's really hurtful to one of my hobbies. So. Okay, right, all right. Yeah. So exposing your bare buttocks in public has been officially made a crime in Australian state of Victoria. That's lame. Known as mooning the cheeky offence. <laughs> oh yeah, good joke. <laughs> Who wrote this? Can we Congratulate them on that great joke. Was previously punishable (laughs) under the laws but uh, is now banned under specific (coughs) legislation. First-time offenders face up to two months in jail. Oh, my God. While repeat offenders could spend six months behind bars. Not even a fine. No. You deserve to go to jail along with with murderers, thieves, (laughs) arsonists. Oh, dear. (laughs) The uh, The updated legislation has been designed in part to separate pranks involving nudity uh, from acts of sexual exposure. Okay. Mm. So <laughs> clearly your hobby's taken quite a... Yeah, I mean, obviously... Um, I mean, you I'm like to live to dangerously, s- don't uh, yeah, you? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we're just going to have to pick a different state, so perhaps time to... How does that, um, like, affect your personal life? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it, uh, you know, it, it, as I said, it, it takes place in the evenings, so it yep. um, doesn't take up much of my personal time. Just, I mean, it's all my sleep. personal time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, um, I don't sleep at all. So, the uh, yeah. Act also outlaws singing in an obscene song or ballad. And is, behave- that, what, is that obscene as in, like... You know, like inappropriate. I guess, and a you can't just sing it in a, take a, it as in a you will. silly voice. Quotation marks are an obscene song or ballad, so that kind of so wipes you out your like, lyrical ballads. You can't, you can't sing sort of like Chumbawamba in public <laughs> when you when you're rip roaringly drunk. Yeah, maybe the Numa Numa song. <laughs> the Numa Numa song. <laughs> so, so bring it back. That's that's a ballad for uh, sure. And behaving in a riotous, <laughs> indecent, in offensive, or insulting manner. It covers mm. almost all behaviour. I feel as if we should invite Donald Trump to Victoria. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he'd have a lot to say probably. I mean, uh, also for those of you who are a big fan of American politics, uh, you will obviously be aware of the great debate that's <coughs> happening at, a, I think it's 11am tomorrow morning. Fantastic. Yep. Tune in. Hillary versus Donald. Ah, that's going to be Get them down under. Get is them this into the Victoria. First, is this the first we'll, debate between the two of them? And we'll lock them up. <laughs> lock them both up. Yeah, lock yeah. them both up together. I, I think I think at this point everybody would be happy if both candidates were just replaced. And what do you think? Does uh, you know in in regards to the specific laws that have been passed in Victoria? Yeah. Okay. Do you think the the idea of uh, outlawing riotous, indecent, or offensive or obscene songs or ballads? Do you think that's a little too far? I think that's definitely... I think that because the framing, the wording of that, like, legislation is so broad that you can uh, choose to apply it... Police brutality, police brutality. You can choose to apply it towards everything. Yeah. I I think that's sort of the point This show, even. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, that's probably why they framed it like that, that they can choose to... Luckily, we're not in Victoria. ...target everything. Yeah. Because, I mean, sometimes they can't, you know... Uh, prosecute you for specific things because it's not in the letter of the law, but this keeps really open so they can pick and choose who they want to prosecute. Yeah, right. And we haven't heard much out of you, Reese. Does that uh, <laughs> affect you too much? Whoa, that's not what I need at all. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, well played. Mice right. are important, apparently. <laughs> now, uh, is the what? That uh, doesn't really differ No, with? I'm, I'm... You're partial to a mooning? Yeah, I'd prefer... <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy either way. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear.
I now, that's the, the broad opinion. Yeah, happy if you keep your pants on and <laughs> I guess, you know. If you lose them, so uh, be it. I, I guess that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. What a show, guys. It's just about to hit 10 o'clock. What have you learnt on the show this evening, Reese Jones? What have you learnt throughout the entire two hours? Have we educated you in any way, oh, shape or fashion? I, I have learnt that I can be put on the spot and I will not cope very well at all. <laughs> I think you've coped all right. I think you've done pretty well. I don't think so. But <laughs> <laughs> His standards are too high. Yeah. Lower your standards like right. we do. Yeah, exactly. And uh, big plays. First think, time as my co-host. Yeah, I think I think today I learned something probably very important in that cats can have artistic temperaments. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know what that I means, agree. but yeah. Yeah, I learned that if I want to be a neuroscientist, <laughs> I've got to start looking at my basket weaving technique. Yep, and Mandarin, obviously. And, <laughs> and Mandarin. Harvard educated. Yeah, well, I think the basket weaving and the Mandarin, I could probably knock over simultaneously. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Just travel to a rural tribe in, yeah. in China. Sort that out. All right, boys. I think we're going to hit the showers, shall we? Let's uh, leave. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Reese. <laughs> goodbye. And it's uh, goodbye from it's like me. Play school. <laughs>